So you want to know why I think that the Barbie movie has generated over $1.4 million? No, $1.4 billion. Which is an insane amount of money, by the way. <laughs> for a movie that, for a toy that hasn't been used. I mean, I haven't seen Barbie in, in the pop culture for like forever. For a while, yeah. She hasn't really been popular. Here's why I think it blew up. Deprecation. I think Mattel figured out a way to work with Warner Brothers to just deprecate the idea of Barbie and Mattel as a company because it's a little bit of a um, deaf product. You know, it's a stereotypical female and, you know, there's so much controversy about that. And I think they just broke all of that and just made fun of themselves. And I think they did it in a really clever way. And with doing that, it made everybody feel like maybe it's okay to self-deprecate because we all take everything really seriously and yeah. they, they didn't, which was great about it. You've mentioned before, when you walk into that boardroom, what do you see for a, a female right. toy? Is what, 12 men just all saying, this is what little girls want. Right. Us as the audience goes, um... 12 white men in a room just saying exactly. this is... Exactly. It's, it was brilliant. And, and, like, led by Will Ferrell. I mean... Oh, and that was fantastic. Yeah, because, I mean, the casting was was really good. Right. Because he proved himself as a evil nemesis in the Lego movie. Did you see the Lego I, movie? I saw bits and pieces of it. He's, he's a great villain. He does fantastic. so good, you know? I think the other thing that was really interesting was the, the slogan, the, 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 the overall packaging and the branding was so spot on. The slogan was as follows. Mm -hmm. Whether you love Barbie or you hate Barbie, this is the movie for you. Yep. So it's all of a sudden, it's like not only do they realize that they do have this loyal following since the 50s when Barbie came out, but they also realize that a lot of people hate them. And that was actually the lead character, the mother and the daughter. The daughter despised Barbies. It was everything she was against. It, right. mean, it damaged her self-esteem. And it was the whole stereotypical archetype of what a female should be. And they leaned into that. Talk about how every single person, every single business person should sort of realize that if we can lean into our legacy, what makes our target audience love us, but then also the things that are our weaknesses... It's like, talk about connection factor. Right? Like, use it to your advantage. Yeah. Because why not? And the story of Mattel is really funny. And I don't know if you know this, but right after Barbie was introduced, they actually bought Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey. Oh. Which is so random to me. Because if you have a, you know, I guess toy company and circus kind of goes hand in hand. But unfortunately, when this happened is kind of when the downfall of Mattel started. They fudged their numbers, and it was a big thing. In fact, uh, Ruth, the creator of Barbie, was going to get 41 years in jail because of this number fudging. Really? It, yep. It turned out so she only... So there's a whole like, accounting uh, scandal? Yeah, and she was part of it because she... she... What, were they, what were they cooking these numbers So for? they lied and said that um, the numbers that they were perceiving to their investors, oh, they like said that, that we sold these when in reality they did not. They had the orders, but they never fulfilled the orders. So they lied about that and it ended up going to court and she was going to get sentenced. Poor little Ruth. Just this old woman, Ruth, Ruth Handler, Ruth Handler, who, you know, just wanted to make a doll for her kids, was going to get 41 years in jail. Oh, my gosh. And then eventually her and her husband ended up stepping away from the company because of this. They had to come in and do a sweep. They brought in all new people. But a lot of people don't know that little fact. And I think anyone who's in business needs to take a look at where other people have messed up. This all happened right after we bought the circus. So it's like. 
if you're Mattel, why did you buy that circus, right? Is Do you think that they were doing that from an investor standpoint or it would be fun to own the circus? Or I guess they really went out of their realm and then because they did do that um, disaster hit, Ruth and her husband had to step perfect away. Storm. Hmm. It was a perfect storm. Ruth and her husband sold their shares, uh, I think, for $18 million. Wow. But when you think so about at least they, that. At least they made something. It's not one of those stories like Burt's Bees where he sold his company for like $46. Oh, and those are always so heartbreaking <laughs> when yeah. they sell it for next to nothing. and then Because they put their life into it. And they put all their life savings and risk everything. And then they have a brilliant product, but they just run out of runway. They Exactly. And that's one of the hardest things as an entrepreneur to, to realize is that you have a great product. You just can't pay your bills anymore and feed your family. Right? And you have to you have to give up or and that's when sell it, gets it for hard. nothing. Yeah. And you have to sell it for pennies, which is, is literally heartbreaking. One of my favorite things in business is this idea of integration. Like if you have a, a content, media, movies... And then you also have merchandise mm -hmm. and you product place your merchandise into your content and your media. It's a perfect system. I mean, Mattel figured that one out with yes. Warner Brothers because Barbie, as far as I'm concerned, not only is it, a, I mean, it's a good story. It's a great character arc. And, you know, I was trying to get my 10-year-old son to watch it and he refused to watch it. He He's refused. Like, he refused. But then finally, after about twenty minutes in, he's—I think it was when when Bad Ken came out. Okay. He then was he was all like, that. he was like, okay, what's going on here? I, I see a plot twist, and this is not like the plasticky stuff that I'm used to. Mm -hmm. And it was this shift for him. But this idea of product placement is so amazing. When you go to Universal Studios, you can buy a bunch of stuff. Like every single character, the minions are there, and the Simpsons are there. They're and you can all there. Spend a ton of money. When you go to the circus. You're not really buying Barbie dolls yes. or, or Hot Wheels, so I I don't understand that that purchase. Maybe that, but I think maybe they were they were thinking it in the sense of we can sell toys at the circus. I don't know, yeah. you know. Uh, unfortunately, we don't know why she made that decision, but it almost literally cost her life in prison. So luckily, <laughs> she didn't go to jail. I think she ended up having to do 500 hours of community service for five years. Much lesser sentence than the 41 years that was on the table. But ultimately, she did lose her company. Another fun fact. So we know that Barbie is named after her daughter, Barbara. Oh, yeah. And Ken is named after her son, Kenneth. Mm. So technically, Barbie and Ken were brother and sister. Okay. But then they this turn... You know what I'm saying? Stop the cameras. <laughs> this is awkward. I was, you know, it's so funny because the next bullet that I was going to bring up was the fact that controversy drives engagement. Then, and this is a perfect segue. <laughs> this might be too controversial. I don't think they were going in with the intention thank, of. Thank of, God they didn't have kids. I know, right? But I don't think Barbie and Ken were meant to be brother or sister. Kenneth probably felt left out because his sister had a, a whole toy named after her. Well, they integrated that perfectly into the story because isn't that whole isn't that like Ken's whole drama that he doesn't feel validated? He doesn't feel validated. Yeah. So yeah, it, yeah. It, uh, Greta Greta Goodwood did a great job yeah. with just putting that whole story together too because Ken never feels a part of Barbie's world or he's there but he's not. You know how does he explain it? Beach. What do you do? Oh, I beach. I just come to the beach like almost like a beach is a verb. And then with the patriarchy and how they did that. The movie was fantastic. Yeah. And I don't think Mattel is going to go anywhere for a long time because they were able to steer into the skid of like, we know people don't like us. 
we know that this looks bad that a, a whole boardroom of men is creating these toys for girls like it looks weird on paper but they steered into it and yeah. they used it which honestly now i'm sure that their boardroom isn't that anymore i sure. googled it I, that did was you? Actually, that was one of the first things that i did okay. after i watched the film i actually went to the website and i typed in mattel executive leadership and i went down the whole page and i was like is there going to be Gender diversity. Is I was, there w- was there women <laughs> in there? there was, yes, okay. there were. It's definitely diverse, <laughs> so check on that. Um, the CEO of Mattel is male. I mean, he, he he's actually crushing it. He's done an unbelievable job growing the company. But I think what was really interesting was that Mattel hired an award-winning executive producer mm-hmm. to actually go start making movies for them because I think Mattel realized that they need to make movies. This was a while ago. Legos did so well. In fact, even in Lego, they self-deprecated. Like, um, there was a lot of humor about Legos. Pixar's um, Toy Story was one of the first ones that I think did this really well. And, I mean, that movie was it was a Steve Jobs Pixar film. It's got crazy legacy on that. But it didn't – it sold toys. Mm-hmm. But those toys were not from a specific company. Those were like the generic toys that we all sort of grew up with. That everyone kind of grew up with. There was a cowboy. There was a space. space, There was a dog. There was a squeak toy. I would think think the speak and spell would be the most, um, or the Etch-A-Sketch would Uh, have been the most um, branded branded toy. Because Woody didn't exist in our universe and Buzz didn't exist in our universe. But Etch-A-Sketch. Those were like generic toys. Just generic toys, yeah. 70s, right. There's always a cowboy, and then you know, there's either you're either a cowboy fan or you're a space fan. Right. In, in, I feel like in the male realm, which yeah. with girls, we had Barbie. That's right. that's what we had, and she's is in the movie as well. Barbie is in Toy Story, so that's fun too. She's also probably the most marketed one. We have Barbie yeah. and we have Etch a Sketch. Right. And then within that movie, they created their own thing. So I think companies like Mattel and Lego see something like this, and it's like, hey. We can do that. Why not? Well, I think the biggest thing that businesses need to learn right now is this idea that we have to all be content companies. This is what Gary Vaynerchuk talks about all the time. No matter what you do, you have to become a media company. You have to become a content company. So if you sell toys, it's a no-brainer. But for the rest of us that are selling other stuff, like Dub as a sales software system, how do you build product placement for that? How do you build content? How do you build media? And then sort of mention it. Well, I think I just did. So you did mention it, and it, it's it's interesting to me because, like you said, you're selling us. You are selling software. Yeah. Right. But you have to merge these two worlds together, of media and mainstream, and your software. Yeah. You know, just like Mattel is doing with their toys, where they went from. This is, you know, Barbie's on the shelf to now she's got a full movie. Look, you know, we have Margot Robbie and we have this huge extensive cast. Yeah. And that that's going to live on forever. My kids are going to be watching that movie. They're going to be showing it to their kids and yeah. so on and so forth. I think it's it became a cultural thing within itself, which is as a movie maker is the goal. Right. Right. You want that to kind of stick. So you brought up an interesting point of like, how do you market your own brand to put onto social media where it is entertaining, right? You want it you want something entertaining, but you want people to know what you're doing at the same time. Yeah. How do we create a story around which to me, how I would do it is just go off of the people you guys created this amazing right. software. To me, I feel like that's where the story would lie. Yeah, well, it's it's so cool in the Barbie movie how they wanted to incorporate legacy because that's such an important part of a brand story. It's like, where did the company come from? Like, if you go to a Starbucks 
you know, a lot of the times, or, or like a Tommy's Burgers or something, Fat Burger, they'll have a picture. That's our first location. Yep. Like even at Domino's, if you go to Domino's, the one that I go to, it has a picture of their first Domino's. And they have that little story underneath that ca- that dives into, oh, in 1947, or yeah. we were founded by so-and-so Domino and blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Which you need, and that will never go away. I'm sure they'll, they will always have that because that's the history of them, which is how... To me, it's really cool to see how stuff grows. Yeah. So when we backtrack to Mattel, it, it, it literally started with a husband and wife. They started doing picture frames. The only reason they even thought the toy realm is because they had leftover scraps from the picture frames, and he started making furniture for dolls. So that's where they thought, maybe we should get into the toy market. Yet another amazing story of a corporate pivot where they started doing one thing and then they realized that the marketplace actually needs this other thing. Exactly. Cause that is, that is like probably the most important thing that any business person or entrepreneur or anyone trying to sell needs to realize is that you start on, there's no such thing as a linear path. You start thinking that you're going to solve this problem. And then you realize through learnings that you actually have to solve this that problem. there are now more problems yeah. that have come about once right. that one problem was solved, which will make more money and be more successful. Exactly. Because how many people were probably selling, picture frames, which you need four pieces of wood exactly. and some staples. They wanted something that was their own. Yeah. They didn't know how they were going to do that, but they were willing to pivot, right. which I think is important too. Right. Because like we were saying, even about having to have your company, you need a presence on, on social media. You have to have entertainment value. It's like, how do you do that? You have to pivot with the times. That's just where we live nowadays. Yeah. Everything is virtual. Everything is video. Everything is you know, comes to this. So they, they start making doll furniture. Then her, her daughter, Barbara, who Barbie's named after was playing with two dimensional paper dolls. Mm. And she's like, well, two dimensional paper, like cardboard, like cutouts. almost like cardboard cutouts. Yeah. Wow. So they would be flat. They were flat. I played with them a little bit and then you couldn't put the clothes on them. And she thought, why not build this into something mm. more? And that's how Barbie was born. Something as simple as that, watching her child play with a toy and thinking, Hey, we can do that, or we can create something like that. Yeah, we could we could turn this into something that's appealing to the audiences, and it they did they did fantastic job. Barbie's the best name, by the way, of as far as what they named their toys because they had some pretty interesting toy names in the beginning. But I think that's also it's like you also have to be willing to fail a little bit, right? Yeah. They were they realized that they were going to fail in the picture frame industry because they were going to thrive in the toy market. You know, the, the opening scene of Barbie, Space Odyssey, um, 2001 Space Odyssey, where the, like, yeah. It Great was, reference. It was, it was so epic the way that they did that. Right when they did that, I was like hooked. I was you like, were okay. in. I was in. I was like, they got me. But um, what I found really interesting was that they portrayed those, like, pilgrim girls with their, you know, old school um dolls Mm -hmm. they're little porcelain dolls right and then they realize that you know barbie is the doll that they want and then they thrash them all and i think what i realized in that moment is that anyone can make a doll you can get some porcelain or some plastic or some rubber whatever it is just fabric and you can make a doll but to have the story the barbie name with the barbie story with the beachside living with ken and all the barbie friends yep and to have that universe that they've created all of a sudden now people connect with this idea of Barbie. Do you want to be like her? Do you want to look like her? Is that the friend you want to have? It doesn't matter. Whatever your path is, 
it's Barbie. Absolutely. And Barbie doesn't have competitors. There's no one that's competing with Barbie per se directly. There there are but nothing that nothing that I think unless you had children of girl children that you right. would even know of, you know, there's been things there's like Bratz dolls and right Cabbage now there's Patch. like Cabbage Patch I feel like was that was more baby doll whereas like yeah. when you when you play baby dolls you're being mother. When you're playing Barbie, that's you. You're seeing yourself as Barbie. We played it from this perspective of like Barbie was us, whereas like when we were playing baby dolls, we were, you were mom. mom. Okay, that makes which sense. Uh, also was a big switch. Like you were saying in the beginning of that movie, they, they were playing with like the baby dolls. They were being that that mother character. They were right. they That's were doing that. Factor, but yeah. then Barbie comes out and she chooses to be a mom, or she chooses to be an astronaut, or she chooses whatever she wants to do. And us as women see that and we're like, heck yeah. Like it, it's empowering. Right. Because especially as a little kid, they broke down a lot of walls, a lot of stigma. And I think the Space Odyssey reference, like that's what they were trying to go after of like, oh, hey, this is what it was. Well, we popped in right. and now we're changing the game. And this is what's going to be from now on. And it has been since the 50s. Mind blow. As a business owner, the thing that I so take away from this is this idea of you got to disrupt an industry because isn't that what barbie did oh yeah and that my friends is how to build a billion dollar company right not a million dollar company <laughs> it's to absolutely disrupt something and come in and do something completely different steve Jobs said it best he's like if i asked people what they wanted it would have been a cd player that plays more cds yep if henry ford said if i asked people what they wanted they would say a horse carriage with more horses or something. Yeah. You know, if, if you ask people what dolls they wanted, they would say, I want a better porcelain doll. Absolutely. Because you don't know what you really, you don't know what you want because you yeah. have your thinking has to be outside of the realm of thinking, yeah. right? You have to switch your narrative into like, this is all I know. All we knew was CDs, but before that, all we knew is eight tracks. And before that, all we knew is records. Yeah. Now, if you show you my kids, cassettes. oh, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to miss cassettes. <laughs> you literally right. just missed my entire childhood. <laughs> I skipped over the most important yeah. one. I know I started on cassettes. I don't know how I, I skipped that one. Right? So we went record, eight track, cassette, CD, and then they had weird reference. They had, they had little CDs. Yeah, and yeah, mini CDs. Stuff yeah. like that came out. Right. But ultimately and now. There little SD cards for a second with the MP3s. Yes. Like those little old school things. And we won't talk about Zune. Well, that's <laughs> the copycat lesson. What happens when you go in and try to copycat? I mean, sometimes copycats do really well. If you're going to be a copycat, you have to do it better. It has to be better than the original. Right. Show people how to do it different. So if we take if we take that concept into your company, you have this software that's for marketing. Everyone has, wants marketing, but it's like, what sets yours apart than from somebody else? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, what's the difference between yours as to XYZ's over here? Okay, so there's this thing that Simon Sinek talks about, um, starting with why the author. He he talks about this idea of start with your beliefs. If you share your beliefs then people can connect to you and they can understand why it is that you do what you do mm -hmm. or what company you've built or what software you've built. So the belief that I have, I think overall, is this idea that human beings have essentially, when it comes to sales, when it comes to marketing, we've lost the humanity in our communication and that the way to bring that back 
is through video because when we look at someone in a video, we used to say it's the next best thing to real life. Mm -hmm. Now we say it's better than real life because you don't have to get in your car and get on the freeway and deal with that. You can actually just watch a pre-recorded video of someone or their screen and just understand what it is and then actually trust them and understand it and potentially, hopefully, buy from them. Well, and you're making instant connection as well. Yeah. You know, if I was using your software, I could show my customers, hey, this is what we're doing. This is how I feel. And there's that real connection because it's a face to face. Yeah. But you're right. You don't have to do that drive. You don't have to get in the car. It's a way to connect with people. I think that's why, you know, in the digital space, short form video is so good and why TikTok took off so much because within the TikTok world, they picked up their phone, started talking about a problem and realized that a lot of other people are dealing with this, right? Mm, you see mothers yeah. who are complaining about their house is dirty and then in their, you go in their comments and they're like, girl, I feel you. You, you kind of can build a whole community with that human connection. Yeah. And that's happening through video, yeah. which is so important because before we didn't have that, right? right? We barely had, we could barely send pictures, you know, just a couple years ago. And it's like, now we have instant access to anybody at any time, right? which why not use that within your business for marketing? It's so true. I mean, the thing that I think is also really interesting is that we, what we keep seeing in, with tech, where you combine technology to solve the problems of humanity, is we keep seeing like the onion get peeled back on what authenticity is and like mm -hmm. who a real person is. Like everyone used to be doing um, Instagram. It wasn't videos, it was Instagram photos. Yep. And the idea was to show the most perfect photo. Yep. It was like, here's the perfect beach and here's the perfect look and the perfect hair and the perfect car, watch, jewelry. And then all of a sudden people realized, okay, well that's not real life. And mm -hmm. now video became a lot easier to use and to record and share and we have cloud computing and there's all sorts of ways that just video became so popular. We got free unlimited cellular like data on our phones. Yeah. Like, do you remember the day that came out oh where you spent a hundred bucks and you get unlimited cellular? That was insane. Do you remember the day when you had to wait till after nine o'clock to call people? Or will you go way back to where you literally in a text message had to pay per letter? <laughs> it was character. five cents per <laughs> letter, which is insane to me. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so now, I mean, now think about it. You know, it's like when you go to a TikTok video and you see a real human being, you know, you feel like, oh my gosh, I feel connected to that. Now, is, I mean, is it a real human being or not? Is it a story? Is it a character? That's a whole other thing. But talk about breaking down the walls. And I think that that's ultimately what we're all wanting is to just connect with humanity and other people we don't want to feel alone yeah. anymore you right. know humans need connection to live it's literally in our dna you have to have connections with have gone through and been through because that creates that human connection and like you said before with instagram when instagram first started it was everything was perfectly edited and perfectly tailored yeah. right because everyone wanted to show how great everything was the instagram filters 
is I think how that became so possible. Like I remember taking my first sepia tone photo uh-huh. on Instagram where literally no matter what you shot, it looked like a vintage it photo. Looks great. <laughs> it yeah, looks, it, it looks, looks cool. fantastic. I was like, wow, I can just I can just literally grab that. It's like the Coca-Cola bottle and a door and light and it looks like a, I'm a photographer. And all of a sudden I was like, wow, filters, like that's people want filters. Now mm-hmm. it's almost like people want no filters. Exactly. Which honestly is that this goes back to like almost the world of like women and in, in, in Barbie. And also another shift that Mattel made with Barbie is that she used to just be one dimensional. It was, you know, she was this way. Now there's different body types. I think they have uh, 22 different skin tones. They have 40 different hair colors. They have different eye colors. They have different body shapes, more inclusivity, what they needed to do because also you know, one girl looks at Barbie and's like, oh, that doesn't look like me. And then you lose that connection, which ultimately probably led to them losing sales. The very first Barbie they introduced that was in a wheelchair. Her wheelchair didn't fit into the elevator of the dream house. So they had it to... It was not ADA compliant. It was not. So, and a little girl rode in and she had cerebral palsy. So she used a wheelchair. <clears throat> so she rode into them and said, hey, the wheelchair doesn't fit in the elevator. And now it's all over the box. They, they steered into it again, which ultimately is the right thing yeah. because there should be diversity. Everyone should be included, especially when it comes to toys. You're so right. Mattel has done such a good job with inclusion, with diversity, figuring out that there are an infinite number of combination of people that, that can connect mm-hmm. to their toys and that they want to ultimately, to your point, see themselves in those toys. And I think what's really interesting is that it's that has got to be one of the hardest things for a company to figure out how to do. It's how to say, we want to continue to grow. We want to have our core product. We want to diversify our product. We want to personalize it to all these different types of personas, these character types, mm-hmm. and continue to grow v- horizontally and vertically with product lines, with diversity, with customization. And I feel like that's where creativity steps in because you can't just you can't fit a circle into a square right we're gonna have to be creative you have to look bigger than what is in front of you right you have to look past what we know you know so that with time it changes but it takes those creative people and it takes you know good marketing and it takes really pulling back layers and just really getting down to that human connection to get to that point right right? well i think a lot of companies like I'm, I think I mentioned Fat Burger before, or Tommy's or something. Delicious. Yeah. <laughs> and what's so interesting is about about Fat Burger is that they used to make fun of vegetarian. They used to make fun of tofu and vegans basically. If you looked at their posters back in the day, they're like tofu is lame and tofu is for yoga people. It was just all sorts of stuff that just leans into this whole stereotypical like alpha. I want red meat. Yeah. And now you go to Fat Burger and you can get two types of vegetarian burgers you can i think they have some of them have the boca burger which is not very great but then they also have is it the impossible or the beyond i think it might be the impossible burger so they've they've adopted that pea protein meat and now they're selling vegan foods they had to change with the times they want everyone to eat at their restaurant because ultimately they want to sale right Right. they want to make money so if my me and my group of friends if i'm like who wants to go eat and they're like let's go to fat burger but i have two vegan friends with me they're going to say, oh, I can't go there because they don't have something for me. So you have to, as a company, you really got to jump on board and say, the more people that we can reach, the more humans we can connect with, 
ultimately that will turn into more sales. Right. Right. So it's, it's the same thing. It's like how Barbie went. It's like, obviously our demographic is female. That's, that's what we're going to with a female doll. But then you come out with a movie and you say, how can this be for everybody, yeah. not just little girls? And like you said, your son was apprehensive to watch it at first, yeah. but then when he sat down and started seeing it, drug him in because they made it available for a full spectrum audience. It wasn't just for little girls. And even having the Space Odyssey references, it's like that's hitting the parents, yeah, right? Because the kids have no idea. Right. My six-year-old has no idea what that right. is, but I know what it is, you know? So then they're hitting the parents with that, and it's... You know, obviously it was a woman forward movie, but it's not like they also poo pooed on men either. You know what I'm saying? I might give you some pushback on that because. Do you the, think it, I mean, the way gave that, that vibe? I, the, the funny thing about that is that, and, and I actually am glad you brought that up because the way that they portrayed men as the executive uh, leadership of Mattel, mm -hmm. they were complete morons, complete idiots. And I was thinking about this from a story perspective, from a, from a writing perspective. I guess the way to do the pivot and the way to do the breakthrough in the most comedic way is you have to use hyperbole and exaggeration. Mm -hmm. So we should make Will Ferrell as the leader and everyone underneath him completely just blind, blind. And deaf yeah. about everything to the point where they're like running around trying to chase her and like put her in this box, you know? They did find her though, to they their did. credit. Yeah. <laughs> So it was it was good writing, but it was it was funny to me. And then the other thing, the the great juxtaposition is that when Ken goes to the real world, and he realizes that it's in his world, and it, I think this was his words. He said it's like a man's world. Yep. And he's seeing like the John Wayne poster, and he's seeing how like men can do things and talk and get away with certain things. Yep. And then he, you know, the sort of. The way that he spoke to that doctor in the trailer was hilarious. He's like, is there a doctor? She's like, I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Like, <laughs> you, know? Uh... you know, so they were like leaning into that stuff. So it was, they were playing the gender thing, I think, really, really well. I was never offended by I anything. was going to ask, as a male, did you feel offended on how they betrayed the patriarchy and... I, I didn't understand. I just didn't, I didn't see like a big arc to the point where they could have justified it. Maybe until the end of the movie, then it made more sense to me yeah. that they had to just completely make... Because if you're going to make fun of yourself, you can't make fun of yourself a little bit. Comedy without hyperbole is not comedy. You have to like completely exaggerate. I think what they did was right, and it made sense to me. I, it was funny. To me, I didn't feel like it was an exaggeration coming from a woman's perspective. It definitely <laughs> is a more, <laughs> no, I'm just saying it, it's definitely a more male centric world of yeah. the real world was, yeah, right? Right. Where it's Ken seeing this for the first time of like, what the heck? Honestly, at the end of the day, it, it should come down to it's everybody's world. Yeah. Right? There's no it, gender. There shouldn't be in your gender bias of it. Can you do the job? Can you do this? Can you do that? It's just no different than there being a, a stay at home dad or, right. you know, you take these stigmas and then. We're tearing them down, which is what the Barbie movie was trying to do right. as far as like saying like, okay, women have had it hard and women have been oppressed. Why are we still doing that? So then when my kids see this, you know, the, it's one of those things that you, you want to trickle down yeah. because for how many years was it, you know, a woman say quiet or I, even in marketing, I, if you go back and look at marketing, like how they marketed women yeah. back in the day, it was all cooking, cleaning, keep your mouth shut. Right. right? Now it's a new world. We're, we're transitioning with the times. That's why we're saying with like how you use video now for your marketing is like you have to transition with the times yeah. and times are changing. And we're, you know, women are saying we want an equal playing field. 
which I do see that happening. And, you know, there's a big push with me, too, and stuff like that. But now my kids are going to grow up in a world where they're not even going to know that that was ever that was ever there was ever some sort of disconnect there or there was ever this this yeah way it went so which to me is great well they should know just history wise obviously you want to know but they won't feel it hit them because they'll they'll know that they're on the same playing field as anybody else who's in their field or doing whatever they want to do you know if you're the best at it then that's you know it should be as simple as that but they're just i guess that uh, that and I'm not saying women are completely oppressed, but they're, there's, they took just how like Ken felt, right? Because yeah. Ken was there, but Ken, you know, and she treated him as Ken, such. You know what? Ken felt like a doll. He felt like a doll. He was, it was there for whenever she wanted a or play toy. A, someone to play with, right? So it was a cool switch. And then you go to the real world and now we're in the real world and Barbie is crying because her whole world was, I was everything. And now... You're not, you know, she walks into Mattel thinking she's going to be met with all these powerful women and all she sees is men, (laughs) you know. So it was really cool how they took it, switching from Barbie world to real world and how they had Ken like realize it, which ultimately turned him into the villain, which I didn't see coming when I went into the movie. I had no idea that the villain of the movie was going to be Ken. Mm. But at the same time, I don't blame the villain. I don't blame him. And he goes, I don't like how I'm being treated, so I'm going to change it. Right. Right, which is I think now that push of just women in our world have been doing is like we were treated like this before, now that's not okay. So many many interesting takeaways here. Well, go check out the Barbie movie, folks, if you haven't you haven't checked it out right have has anyone not seen it at this point i feel like you 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 should see it was it on um it's 20 bucks that's not bad 